Wanted to thank everyone that's checked out the book on Audible, Training for Ultra. It's available. And also those that have checked out the TV show, Running the Triple Crown on Amazon. Really appreciate you guys checking that out. So we got a really cool episode. We speak with Natalie Eva Marie. She's an actor on an upcoming TV show that's going to hit Amazon Prime. I believe it's March 25th. This is going to be a big TV show. It's called Paradise City. And just really thankful to have been able to chat with Natalie here, who just became an ultra runner recently. A lot of you have probably seen her on WWE. She's, you know, she has her own fashion line. She's done a bunch of things. But I think this episode hopefully peels back the cover a little bit as we find out more about some of the tougher times that she's been through. So a lot of us might pull up her social media, see her 5 million followers on social, and think, you know, what a what a amazing life she has. But we don't hear that much about the real struggles that she's been through, the time in prison due to her DUIs, her battle with sobriety, her time, you know, sticking with AA, relapse. I love it. I find this story super inspiring. You know, never give up no matter what low you find yourself in. If you're battling, you know, sobriety, that sort of stuff. She's come back and wow, she's made something of herself. And again, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity because I think this Paradise City TV show is probably going to trend number one on Amazon Prime. I'll call it now. But excited for the conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. What is up, you guys? It is Natalie Eva Marie, and I am so excited to be on Rob Steger's podcast, Training for Ultra. I mean, um, some of you might know me from WWE, Total Divas. I have a couple movies out on Netflix, and uh, I'm trying to tap into this ultra world, and I'm uh, talking to the right man. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire, the possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race, but to be honest with you, it happened even before the race. It happened in the training. Great cause. Oh, thanks. I respect that, man. So you keep doing what you do, it, man. Keep inspiring. Jam Jam, Jamil Curry here from Air Viper Running, and welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey everyone, it's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. This is Tim Sweetmeyer. Run a few Western states in the days. I was physically totally wrecked. I, I had nothing left. I figured I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? Decided if I could, you know, finish a 50 miler I could probably run across the country. Right now, I'd say that my beers per day is still higher than my miles per day that I'm running. 100 miles is not that far. Hey, this is Carl Meltzer, the Speed Goat, and I want to welcome everybody to the Training for Ultra podcast. Welcome to episode 160 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We've got a cool episode, Natalie Eva Marie, WWE star, and she's now an actress. She's been in some big movies, worked with some big actors, 
and has a great TV show upcoming on Amazon Prime. I think it drops March 25th. And again, I see just a huge potential of her, not only with her acting, but her business savvy and just a huge social following that enjoys everything she's doing. Wanted to give a big shout out to the sponsors. Big thank you to Exoskin. They are an annual supporter of the podcast. I really enjoy working with them. Check out a recent Instagram post that I did on toe socks or no toe socks. But this company makes some of the most high-tech yarn available. And this allows things as simple as your socks don't smell after you throw them in a bag you drive a few days or, you know, you travel. Uh, so there's odor control, there's heat re- reduction, there's quick drying, there's rapid wicking, there's friction management. There's all this technology. And what's nice is all you have to do is put on the sock. You don't have to know all, all about the technology. I've had really good luck with all my gear from them and highly recommend the listener check that out. I'll leave a link in the show note for discount code. So really appreciate them. Really appreciate Hammer Nutrition. They've been a longtime supporter. Again, check out the show notes for you know the best discount code that I can find or referral code for Hammer Nutrition. Big shout out to you, Patreon supporters. I couldn't do this without you. And just for background, I am planning to roll out a lot more exclusive video, exclusive audio to Patreon supporters. I love the closed Facebook group. It's just easy to communicate. It's nice to see what you guys are up to and what you're thinking. But shout out to Brian Sands. He's a big supporter. And all you shout out supporters, Hunter, Michael, Andrew, Caleb, David, York Beach, Landon, Pat, Chris, Jared, Ray, Matthew, Scott, Dennis, Really appreciate it. We're joined by Natalie Eva Marie. She's an actress, fashion designer, model, pro wrestler, and (laughs) now an ultra runner. She has a lot of really exciting upcoming projects, and it's truly an honor to have her on the podcast. So thanks for joining me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Um, It's really cool. I feel like it's full circle for me just because... um, when I was like gearing up for my first race, I didn't hit the road or trails immediately. I was doing a lot of stuff on the treadmill. And so I was just like watching YouTube and uh, lo and behold, boom. It was is, that, is that seriously the first time you came across training for ultra? And Yes. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch, there's a bunch of clips, a bunch of different little, uh, I guess, little kind of vignettes or that kind of showcased um, your journey. And so, that's when uh, you reached out. I told my husband, I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to do that podcast. I mean, that's awesome. I I mean, mutual friend of ours was helping you for your first ultra race. And I thought, let's just do a big group call. And it sounded like you were a little busy with travel and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do want to hear more about your first ultra race. But before we start there, I mean is there some background on your running? Like, was it, does it heart back to being, being in training for WWE out in Orlando? Were you putting in miles there? Is that when you started enjoying that or did you, know you enjoy running? I, I don't know. You know, what's super 
weird is that I honestly um, don't particularly love running, um, which is insane because soccer was my main sport. I played all through college. So um, you're running for 90 minutes and like at practice and stuff like that, you're constantly doing like uh, hit interval training. You're running for uh, your heart rate low and just like at a steady pace. So that way you have built up your endurance. Um, so I would have a lot of experience I said in, in like that aspect but then when I really wanted to start trying or attempt I would say my journey probably was two maybe two years ago um and I had just something like really basic uh goal for myself which was a half marathon um I'm sure you I know you hear it all the time about certain people uh especially these two guys but um Cameron Haynes David Goggins um I read David Goggins book but I was following Cameron Haynes before David Goggins and that dude is an animal. Like he's yeah, running nice a marathon a, a day where I, I heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast and I was like, what is this? Like I was fascinated with just the, the, the work ethic and um, his story as well as David Goggins. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a half a marathon. That was like the initial goal set. And then uh, life got busy and COVID happened. So I wasn't able to do my first race. That's how it ties into um, my college roommate and her brother, because she reached out to me uh, showing Hector was doing um, last man standing on mm -hmm. just on the virtual on treadmill. And then um, so I got to like kind of watch that. And then she hit me up again about his journey in Moab. So I was actually on the road at a job and watching the tracker for Moab yeah. and um, talking to her throughout the whole thing. And she's a sa Jessica. I love her to death. I mean, she is honestly, I mean, she was at my college roommate, but she was in my wedding. Um, we, we definitely go back and to see her just kind of, I mean, to pace somebody that's difficult too, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we were chatting throughout that whole kind of journey for, uh, his completion of Moab. And that just kind of like sparked the thing of like, why am I going for a half a marathon? Like, let's, let's gamble a little bit. Let me, let me bet on myself. Um, and that's kind of how it all of a sudden kind of happened. And then lo and behold, I was, my husband was tired of hearing about me talking about it. And he was like, will you just like sign up for a race? And then obviously Hector and and Jessica were like, you should, you need to sign up for a race. So then I went ahead, signed up for a race and, uh, completed my first one in January. But honestly, I loved your book because you touch on so many things that I was like, me too, me too. Like <laughs> I kid you not. I mean, I, I enjoy running now. I never, I never regret a run. Right. Um, because there's so many aspects that go on to it because I look at my shoes every day and I don't want to do it because I like the benefits, yeah. uh. but I don't really want to go and do it. You know, just like with everything, I guess. So, um, when I was reading your book, I was, I couldn't help, but relate so much because when I first started my little kind of running journey, I couldn't even run. I set a goal for myself for four miles. Um, and I completed it, but I basically was doing, I was walking. So I wasn't even running. 
really. I ran a mile, if that. Um, and then I was like, what have I got myself into? And that was just for a half a half a marathon. And then now fast forward like a year and I completed a 32.3. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's rapid development. I mean, that's it's also fascinating because you're professional athlete, um, WWE for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And yet endurance, the endurance aspect of that probably got thrown to the side and in the, you know, there's a bunch of other work you can be doing than just grinding out miles. For sure. You, were you doing any aerobic or was it mostly like anaerobic? When I was in the WWE, it was a lot of, I was not doing any, anything like endurance really at all. It was a lot of Olympic lifts and uh, some hit training, which um, just keeps like, you know, your uh, fast twitch fibers and your agility. So I never was really doing any type of long distance or endurance type training, especially when I was uh, in WWE. So it was a complete, um, I don't really want to say 180 because I definitely have like been an athlete my whole life. But um, I really like to, if I don't have certain things that I'm striving for, that's when things get bad. If I'm not busy or bored, that's never a good sign. And plus, also going back to your book, um, health is wealth. I truly believe in that 100%, especially, obviously, I feel like now more than ever, people everywhere should be very much concerned and, and take off like, you know, care of themselves. My, my dad, since I was 15, um, heart attack, colon cancer. Um, he has a a stent in his artery. Um, you name it, he's under done it. Uh, and he's still kicking, but it really put in perspective how important it is. Uh, and just the basics, like walking for 30 minutes, you know, watching certain things that you're eating. Um, and it just kind of starting simple at that, at that aspect. But, um, I mean, you mentioned it in your book as well. So that kind of triggered you to like, wake up and kind of said Italian side of us, right? Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, that's scary, similar, actually. So mm-hmm. how, I mean, what was running through your mind when you signed up for this ultra? And I mean, so were you training for a half marathon first? So and, and then it, it led to the ultra or, or walk me through kind of, your first it was race. One of those, it was one of those things where um, I had set the half marathon and then it kind of, um, I was really busy with work. So like I was training, but not really because I didn't have that date set. So like, I feel like anybody wanting to do, uh, something like this, uh, to really have sign up because then it really forces you to like, Oh damn, I'm really going to do this. Um, so I wasn't really training like on a consistent level, even though, uh, my husband and I, we have, we have a fitness program. So like I train and do it's Nemfit on Instagram. It's just like my daily workouts. So I'm always working out. I'm always doing something that's, you know, physical activity. 
However, running is a whole nother world. So in October is when Hector did the Moab. And that's when I you know, was watching and, and following along, texting with Jessica. And of course, um, if I could offer anything support wise to anybody, I'm going to do that. So like, you know, I was started doing my like Instagram stories saying I was going to throwing him some miles. Right. And then, uh, that's when it kind of started the little spark of like, okay, I need to actually not do this half marathon wish wash in my, in my brain and actually set a goal to, uh, to tap into this ultra world that I've been fascinated with and had read so much about, um, and, and just heard different people's stories about it. So, um, that's kind of how that happened. I was just like, okay, let's go. And then I started to, to start running every day to see, kind of feel how my body started to adjust. So have you ever run a half marathon or marathon? Never. The ultra was my first. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. That's, that's badass. Um, I mean, and so I have to hear more about your first race. I mean, mm-hmm. and then we, we can jump around. I want to ask no, you for about sure. some other things, but definitely how, how was it? You're lining up. Was it like, I mean, the experience I shared in my book where I'm like nervous because I don't know how to pin on a bib. Like I've just never gone through that. Was that totally, how you were, but you were doing it for an ultra? I literally was like, it was one of those things where I didn't realize until after the race, how insane I was for not really uh like people train for a very long time to do a 50k so I after the race my husband was like that's when he broke it down to me of like how cuckoo I was but what was cool for me is that as soon as I actually signed up for my first race then um Hector and Jessica they signed up for the same race as well So I feel like that alleviated a lot of extra nerves because I knew I was running with somebody, um, which took care of the bib situation. Totally didn't know how to put that on. Um, And it fell off. One of the things fell off while we were running. And I'm like, oh, my God, not only that, the course of like trying to follow along. I'm like, okay, can they give like bigger arrows or something like this way <laughs> instead of these little, like tiny, tiny little ribbons. Um, but yeah, no, I had all of those emotions. I was nervous. I was, I was like, am I really doing this? Do I have everything? Or do I, I'm not quite sure. I don't even, I didn't even know what a drop bag was. Um, yeah. so I had all of these like fears and plus I have a really sensitive stomach and uh, during like leading up to the race, I was trying different things out of like gels. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing that I, I had tried, um, as far as fuel. So I knew that was also a, another concern because we would dip into an aid station and Hector and Jessica are like actually eating food, food where I'm like, uh, I knew better because 
I know myself and I knew that just in case it didn't hit well with me or digest well, my race is done. There's mm-hmm. nothing worse than a stomach ache or a headache um, to take you out besides obviously like an uh, injury or something. But um, yeah, I was super, all of, all of the emotions, all of the, um, all of the things that you would feel stepping into something brand new. I mean, you went for it. So, I mean, in Aravipa, what was the race that you did? You should it was the, ask that. Um, Aravipa, um, uh, the Rumble, Cold yeah, Water Rumble. It was 54K, is that right? I can't uh, remember. 52. 52K. I mean, geez, it, those are really well-marked trails. So, which is in, that's bananas reference. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get a course marker for like half a mile, uh, like for some of the longer races, cause you're not going to mark every 10th of a mile for 240 miles. Yeah. That's so, true. uh, but man, I mean, at any point during the race, did you think like, yeah, I'm going to not finish like this is over? Did you, Not once. A, did you hit a low, no lows? You know what? It's crazy. I did towards the end, but I, anytime that, that like little, cause I have the little voice in me trying to take me out every single day. Um, yeah. and I have to, you know, quiet her down every single day. So I definitely work on that. Um, but with the race, even little moments, you know, that would pop up of just like, am I going to fit like how many more miles? am I going to finish this? Like what? Um, I would quickly block that out and like replace it with something else, you know? Um, and that, and I also am like very much like, no, I'm going to finish this. Like I, I have to finish this. I don't care how long it takes me. Um, I'm going to finish it. And I didn't really start like hurting, hurting, um, probably until the last, like maybe like six miles. Um, and the last three felt like an eternity. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I, I couldn't, couldn't relate more. Um, and so was it an emotional finish for you or were you just done? So what's weird is that I thought or that I was started. like, I don't know. <laughs> I told Jessica, I was like, am I going to cry? And she's like, honestly, she's like, I tell myself I'm always going to like cry and it's going to be this amazing thing. And like, cause she has, she has kids. Um, I'm going to see my kids and it's going to be this like big emotional thing. And then she's like, and then it just doesn't happen that way. So, um, I wasn't, ex- I didn't know what to expect to be honest. I was thrown off though, because, um, people don't take in consideration elevation. So like I did a lot of my training just on the road or like a park, um, very small, uh, little like baby hills. And the only two trails that I ever had done before this race was with one was with, uh, Hector and Jessica. And then the other one was just me and Jessica. And that was it. So that was a huge eye opener for me because I felt like, what is this complete? Like my body, um, my ankle, my knee, my hip, uh, started to really hurt and bother me. So, um, cause obviously like running on trails and rocks and dirt and, uh, running uphill downhill. And then the single 
trail is just completely different than like, you know, a nice wide open area. I mean, that that's really fascinating. You broke your ankle, right? Back in high school. Mm. I, um, I tore my, I tore my ligaments. I tore my uh, ligaments, my ankle. Yep. Which is maybe worse actually than just breaking the bone. Mm. Was it painful? It was during the race. Um, you know what it it was, but like everything was kind of hurting because obviously my, uh, my cadence, my stride, everything was just like totally thrown off because I'm now dealing with like super uneven ground. And then the rocks too, uh, were definitely another kind of element that I wasn't really thinking of. And it's like, how could you not think that? Like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I knew that it was going to be like a trail trail, but I just had no idea the severity and that just, and we were running in sand for a while where I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? It did. So, I mean, my last question or two, um, on the race was you kick any rocks. Was there any funny occurrences? There's nothing um, like finding out there's a rock that you don't see until you're missing a toenail oh, or something. For sure. I mean, I definitely, uh, like kind of lost my footing, but Jessica, she like, uh, stepped to the side to, to let someone pass and, uh, ended up kind of a cactus got her. And so yeah. I thought that was going to be an end all be all because it looked pretty painful, but she was able to pull everything out and we kept on going. Um, and then what was kind of funny for me and her, because I am such a chatty Kathy, uh, during the race, especially the last, like the last half she wanted to like her endurance isn't spectacular. I'm like super impressed with that, but she wanted to start asking me questions about like work and all these things. And I'm like, um, nah, <laughs> like that's not happening. Like I can't even focus on, I need to focus on like one foot in front of the other. I can't, I don't even know what you're asking me right now. And it's about, uh, stuff that I'm doing and I I was like nah that's not mm -mm." so she finally kind of got the hint and just was was quiet so it sounds like you're interested in ultras again I am I have even allowed to ask like have you lined up another one or what's going on with that so that's what's really crazy is that um I have a nice little list of, of future races. There was actually a, quite a bit that got canceled, um, which is a super bummer, but I do have races in mind that are coming up at first. I was like, okay, do I go for another 50 K or do I try to just be crazy and go for a 50 miler? And then a little bit of sense kind of knocked in. Cause I want to race sooner than later. Um, I want to get another race under my belt before I go to the, the 50 miler. Um, so I plan on doing another 50 K and I hope if everything goes good, it'll be next month. If I can actually get in, um, and then do better than I, cause I walked a good amount for the first one. It's okay. Yeah. I, it's your first one. 
Yeah. No one, no one ever asks what time you finish your first ultra. I know. It's, it's did you finish your first ultra? <laughs> For sure. That's so. what I was like really uh, shocked too. Is I come from a super competitive family, so like of course my brothers and my my dad were like, "What time are you going to get? What are you? Do? You know all of these things." And I had a certain time in my head, um, but I was like, you know, nicely humbled real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, this is this is this is the real deal out here. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your next 50 K and I think it's smart to not rush it. Don't be an idiot. I mean, I just continued to try to push and looking back, I'm like, yeah, was that really the best choice? You know, cause mm-hmm. I'm a professional athlete and get paid for all my modeling deals and that stuff. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think being smart about it is, uh, yeah, it's great. So I'm excited for you. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I want to to hear more about some of your background just because, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to harp on it because, uh, you know, you've, you've done an interview or two before, but you go from, but not to your audience. So I have no problem. That's exactly, that's exactly why. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're so focused, you seem to be able to bend the world in whatever direction you want it to and accomplish basically anything you set your mind to. I mean, how was having focused so much time and effort on soccer and probably Mia Ham inspired type Olympic soccer dreams or something to that effect? Cause I think we were born in the same year. So we've mm. uh, mm-hmm. probably gone through a lot of those similar uh, viewing and and inspiring moments but having that taken away what was that like and then how how that affect college and then how i i need to hear kind of how that affected getting into wwe and going that direction for sure um you know it's it's everything is always like in hindsight right and like after you kind of like go through the the trials and the tribulations you're able to kind of like look back and be like, wow, that was because of this or X, Y, and Z, or because I turned left instead of right. But with playing sports, it didn't really dawn on me until after, you know, I was in WWE or actually right at the beginning of my, I guess, WWE tryout, but having the, having a sport and being a part of a team kept me super centered and focused. So I always had something um, that I was driving for towards. So like, you know, a championship or just winning this game or something. So it was like very much goal oriented and it was obviously you got to take care of your body and you got to work out, you got to eat healthy uh, and you show up for your team. And I was uh, lucky enough to be on a lot of different teams and, and was a uh, team captain. Um, and so I really felt like a honor privilege, but also, these are my, this is my squad. These are my girls um, and follow. I have to set an example. So when um, I ended up tearing my ligaments and then couldn't play anymore, um, which is a twofold kind of situation because I always had a problem when I was younger and I have no idea where it like stems from except for insecurity because my parents are rock stars um, is I just had this like, inner voice always saying like I was never good enough with whatever that may be it could be literally like 
I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not uh, the best player, so on and so forth, whatever you name it. I could slap a, a label on it. So I had that going on as well as my injury, but really it was my lack of uh, belief in myself to continue. Um, and that is like the one regret that I have in my life is, is that moment, even though, uh, you know, you live and you learn, um, but taking away the sport and, uh, and the team, it was almost like I, I lost my identity as well. So that's when, um, things kind of crumbled for me in the sense of, I had no kind of sense of identity. Um, I was raised, in a household of, of all boys and a strict household as well. So when I left for college, it was like, Oh my God, no curfew, no, this, no one. Like it was totally a whole nother uh, extreme for me. So um, not having to show up to practice, not having that basically that center. um, I ended up, you know, making poor choices and uh fell into addiction pretty quickly so and it runs in my family i never got to meet my grandfather because he uh passed away from cirrhosis of the liver um and then uh you know on my mom's side as well you know it's just heavy in in the blood and i just didn't kind of pay attention to all of these different little signs and um you know was headed down a pretty dark road and getting into trouble that was totally not who I was, not who my parents raised me to be. So, um, I ended up getting a couple DUIs and that's why I'm like, thank God I graduated college because man, education, I can't stress it enough. If you don't know what to do in your life, get educated, whatever that may be until you can figure it out. Because, um, having a business, I finally finished uh, school and, um, I graduated with a business, uh, business degree. So, but I wasn't really ready to go into the corporate world either. And that's kind of how I ended up moving to Los Angeles and starting into like a little bit dabbling into modeling and acting and kind of seeing what that life was all about, but also kind of making little hiccups along the way because I wasn't really addressing my addiction at all. So it was kind of still like, living there as well. And then obviously, um, anybody that's familiar with addiction, uh, it just gets worse and you end up, uh, making more, not normal decisions. So I ended up, uh, my senior year of college, I got my last DUI and the judge basically told me, um, cause obviously I lost my license and he said, once you graduate, um, after a week, you will then turn yourself in and you will do three months in, of jail time because I didn't have money. I wasn't going to have my parents pay for my uh, forthcomings, you know, so I bit the bullet. I did it. Um, and it was definitely an eye opener. And looking back, you know, it, it definitely taught me a lot of lessons. But after that, I started working a, a 12 step program gotten to AA. My oldest brother is sober as well. So he really paved the way for me because I looked up to him and, um, then started to put my life back together, getting a normal 
what normal people get a driver's license, uh, yeah. things of that nature. And then that's how I finished kind of that chapter, moved to LA, dabbled in modeling and acting, and then all of a sudden fell in love with it. WWE came into town doing a diva search, and I didn't really know exactly what I was walking into um, because when I was younger, me and my brother would watch WWF, like Hulk Hogan, that kind of era. Yeah. But when I watched, walked into the Los Angeles HQ and like saw everything, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, okay, if I can get this, this is like my dream job all into one, infused into one, because not only do you have to handle all the physicality inside that ring, you get to play a character and create a character and perform live in front of a live audience, travel the world. Um, and WWE does so much within their, their community. So you're able to also give back. So I was like, okay, this is literally everything. And, uh, lo and behold, uh, right place, right time. Uh, God definitely had, had my back on that one. And I was able to, to land, um, that job off the diva search. So how long were you actually in prison for? Was it three months? Three months. And is that, a, what was the time difference? How, how long did it take for you to finally get sober? Uh, once I got out. Yeah. Was mm. it fairly quick? You know what you would think fairly quick, but no, I still had to kind of like, um, not really kind of be in denial too is also because I was like using the excuse, like I'm young and, but young people don't wind up doing, uh, and making those poor choices. So, um, I got sober at 23. Okay. Um, and then I ended up stringing along three years and had a sponsor with a 12 step program. I was sponsoring other women as well. And then Sometimes, you know, the, the ego likes to creep in and say, you got this, yeah. you're not that bad. Uh, and so at 26, that's when I decided, you know what? Um, I love my, sp my sponsor today is the same one I had when I was 23. So, um, I love her to death, but when I made the phone call to her saying like, Mo, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done. Um, but I think I'm good now. She was like, I don't recommend it, but okay. And sure enough, you know, within nine months, uh, I had fallen off the wagon and uh, started drinking again. So that was another span of debacle trying to figure out everything for probably like a year and a half, two more years. And then finally, I met my husband and my tryout at the same time, which was crazy. Is that when you went sober? Like, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So your life really changed quite a bit. Oh my God. Second, second run at this. Totally. Like <laughs> you don't get second chances. I'm super aware of that. And I'm, I'm really grateful for everything um, that happens in my life. Like I'm super happy and grateful to even, you know, be on this podcast, be talking with you because uh, you know, something so simple with a, a bad choice or a bad decision, I wouldn't even be sitting here. So when I got together with my husband, that was his first thing is like, um, we're all, this is only going to work if you're sober. 
So um, I said, okay. And then I called my sponsor uh, with my tail between my legs and said, you're right, Mo, will you take me back? And then that was right before my WWE tryout. So she said, uh, yes, and you know the deal. So are you willing to do it? And I said, absolutely. And then I've been doing the deal ever since. And I have actually tonight, um, after my next Zoom, I'm getting on a Zoom AA meeting with my sponsee because she's celebrating three years of sobriety. So nice. Yeah, that's that's what I'm all about. It's one thing to like change yourself, but then and next level is when you start helping other people, um, it, whether it be in running and just like making some healthy decisions or like you with, you know, AA or is it mm-hmm. AA? Is it is. Mm-hmm. Per- okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when did things spiral in a good way? Uh, when, um, tell me, tell me about like the first month when you're hitting refresh on social media and you're like, what just happened? Like, was it a I few months in, was it a few years in when? I think it was like a few years in, even though actually like going through everything, cause everything happened for me really, really fast. Um, I got my WWE tryout and then it was like a callback, callback callback and then the last callback they basically said okay well you've made it this far and now you're going to uh your last little i guess portion of the tryout is a four-week in-ring physicality so and this was all in los angeles and um just to see if everybody could handle it and day one um three girls dropped out they're like uh you want us to roll and do back bumps not happening um so they left and then I remember like clear as day because I was living with a girlfriend sharing a bed with her um I love her to death d she was in my wedding too but um and just met Jonathan my husband and he was really into he was working at Blizzard at the time the gaming company but um he was really into fitness too so he helped me kind of prepare all of my food for those like four weeks because I kid you not, I'm a field athlete. I like my feet on the floor. So day one of even like doing a forward and a backward roll, we're like, what? This is insane. Um, (laughs) And my body was super sore. Like I couldn't even raise my legs. Um, but I fell in love with it because I was like missing that competitiveness and just like that physicality. So I was just like, Oh my God, please God, like, let me get this job because it literally has everything that, um, that I need and that I want and that I like infused into one place. So after the four weeks, I got a developmental contract, which basically all that is, I always refer it to like triple a for major league baseball. So it's like, you, you make it, but then you are training and you're building your, in wrestling terms, like your character, learning how to wrestle. And your hope is to get called up to the main roster, which is Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Now NXT is its like almost own brand. They have grown so much. They're on uh, TV now as well. And it's, it's completely different before it, nothing was even like, televised. So now it's a little bit different. If you go to developmental, at least you can get on TV and start like creating a persona. 
Um, but lucky for me, WWE was doing a reality show at the same time. And it was season one. They were just getting ready to start filming, but they needed to cast two more girls and they couldn't figure out where they wanted to go. Do they want to pull two NXT girls up or the route that they chose was two girls from a diva search that knew nothing about wrestling except for the fact of, you know, your kind of basics of, of what it is, but didn't know how to wrestle or much about the business. And thankfully they went that route because uh, that's how I got basically sped times a million. I don't think another talent will end up going the, the route that I did because it was zero to a hundred. Yeah. How much of that did you make happen? And how much of that was just sheer luck? Cause you seem to continue to always get lucky somehow. <laughs> like, I mean, since going sober, you know, it's, it seems like you are making your own luck. I mean, is that true? Or, or were you sincerely just absolutely lucky on that, that path? I honestly, I think it's a combination of multiple things. Um, luck for sure. Right place right time. I was really lucky that they happened to be starting to film a reality show the same time as uh, I went in for my tryout. Um, And, but also at the same time, being super aware of how major opportunity this is and how it's right in front of my face. And I'm really the only person that can mess it up if I let my demons take, take me out. And as long as I'm staying consistent doing my program. My program is number one, um, even before my husband, because without my sobriety, I don't have a healthy relationship. And that's one thing that I'm like, so proud about is, uh, just our marriage. So that's what keeps me on the straight and narrow of just like, okay, no. And I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to run. I don't want to do my program because all of it requires time and work. And I would much rather not do any of it. However, I know that it's super beneficial and I want to continue to strive to be the best that I possibly can. So how nervous were you the first big event walking out and compare that to your first ultra? I would say (laughs) crowds are a little different. Exactly. So there's two different things. Ultra super nervous walking into my first like Monday Night Raw SmackDown. I mean, the adrenaline there because I didn't know how to wrestle. I had only done my four weeks of tryout. So I've I'd basically taken like a back bump. Um, I think in the tryout, I think we ended with like suplexes. Um, and you're on national TV live. So I was sweating bullets and had no idea what I was doing like at all. And that's just the nature of the beast. And I turned it, it worked out for me because it immediately made me a bad guy. And so I was the, the villain. So in, in wrestling, you have a baby face, good guy. And, uh, the bad guy is called a heel. And so I was the heel. I mean, Seemed to have worked out nicely. And it, For sure. it, it leads us to your acting too. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, I got to compare being in the ring in some of that pain versus 
the pain of running mile 30, 30, you know, you got a few miles in. Honestly, is, is it comparable even? I have no idea. It's, it's so hard to compare because you have an allotted amount of time. So you go in like having like a 10 minute match or a 15 minute match or uh, a segment, whether you're doing a promo or something, right? It's like, it's like structured. So you can get in and get out, even if you're having a, a terrible day or your body's kind of not at its best. Um, you're not feeling good or you're having a fight with your friend. Like you can get through that because it's your job and that's what you're supposed to do. You're a professional athlete. You show up and you perform ultra racing. I I'm doing, I, I decided to, to go ahead and sign myself up for this. And there is no, like a lot of time, except for obviously the, the time caps and, and stuff like that. Um, and you're all by yourself. So you're in your head. And I really think to me, that's more difficult because no one's watching you. Like you're, you don't have the adrenaline of a live audience. Um, besides like people like running in from like aid station and, and stuff like that. But um, you don't have the, the crowd itself can push you limits because they're just so electric. Um, and you feed off the, I mean, the WWE universe and no fan base is better than them. They're like, the best in the world and so you feed off of their energy you don't really feed off of you got to find stuff the to cactus, feed off of in the, the cactus yes, or, or like the tree totally. <laughs> or picking a person and being like okay i gotta catch them or you know what i mean something yeah. is a constantly trying to uh it's easy to tell yourself like oh i just want to sit down because that's what was happening because my my legs were on fire towards the end so I would have to say ultra probably is more difficult in such a different element, you know, different pain level. Mm -hmm. the, the, the cheers at the end are a little different too. That <laughs> for sure. So for humbling. Sure. Thank, God, thank God that uh, my husband and then my brother and his wife and kids, they live out in Arizona. So they were, they came and then uh, Hector, his family, and then uh, Jessica's if, if they weren't there, I don't even know. I don't even know. Here if cricket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be like nothing here. A dime drop. So, I mean, it sounds like you are gifted in the regards of developing this character that was a home run. I mean, you figured something out with that development. How, how much of that character development was you? Did you have a team working on that? Were you told to be the bad guy? You know what? That to me is like, once again, like a little bit of luck and, and then who I am. So, um, it worked out for me. There's nobody like helping me or creating this character. The character kind of just like got created by itself, um, because of the show and it just kind of stacked on from there, which then created, helped me continue to create it you know so i was able to at first it was like really scary because i was brand new to wwe um and now you're dealing with backstage of different locker room who's this new girl all of the things that are are super normal um but then also add in the element of social media and i was 
I had an Instagram when I joined WWE, but it it had like, you know, maybe a, a thousand followers or something. It was just like a, a fun kind of thing. It was before Android even had it. And it was before DMs. Um, and I was right. Sudden, I was right there with you, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, exactly. So it was like, all of these things happening so quickly. And then on top of that, you have this now device that, uh, that people can actually leave comments and say whatever they want. So that was like really hard for me because I was still trying to understand, like, since I was a bad guy, people would leave like really nasty comments on my posts. And I would literally, I remember being super bothered and upset with it and I would complain you know to like my my parents and and my husband and he was always super good with saying like they don't know you and it's not like it's not you because I would always be like why do they hate me I'm like so nice I'm so cool I work really hard all of these things like I want to be here all of the things that um you tell yourself but that was I think the hardest for me to kind of get adapted to uh the first year and then after that, then I was cool because then it's like, you, you have to be able to like separate it, but it's so hard. Like our human nature, I was just having a conversation about this uh, the other day, but you can have a thousand five hundred twenty comments praising you saying, oh my God, you're yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. Or whatever it is that you're doing. Then you have two that are like, you suck or you're fat or whatever negative comment, you know, and as humans, we just, or at least myself, you, you fixate on those two instead of uh, the 20 or 50 or or a thousand, you know? So it's like, totally. It's so, it's so bad, but it's just how it is, unfortunately. Um, and I've just gotten so much better with, with that. It ruins your whole day sometimes. It probably did. Yeah. Early on. For sure. Um, it would make you feel bad. And then second guess certain things. And I was already kind of like my work ethic for sure is one thing I know, like I love if I'm busy and if I'm working and I'm employed because that one time I was not, um, I'm super, I'm super in. So that is one thing. Like I know that one quality about myself, but everything else, it hurts your feelings. You know, if somebody, if other people are telling you certain things, um, even though you know that they're not true, it's still still is bothersome. I think we were joking like before we started recording that uh it's like five percent of social media. Totally. Just and they're the loudest, which is even <laughs> totally. And it's insane because they are always unfortunately the loudest ones. So how much of your business degree uh, worked into you seeing a market opportunity. It seems like there was a market need for this character in WWE and you, that's classic developing a business. There's a market need for it. You have for a, sure. you have a way to supply it. I mean, were you analyzing it that way or was it more just you're getting so much feedback that you're like, I hit on something here and I'm just going to continue because the feedback's just enormous. I think a little of both, you know, um, my husband is super, super intelligent. So he has an MBA 
and a lot of his thought process kind of revolves around business. And uh, when we met, I had always told him that I wanted to own my own business, be an entrepreneur. And basically he saw kind of what was happening and then had a conversation with me is like, what would you want to do? And then I told him what I wanted to do, which is like, you know, create any fashion, which then I could expand with multiple avenues, like whether it's clothes, sunglasses, accessories, so on and so forth. Um, and then he created that business. And then I wanted a um, fitness business as well, because I'm really passionate about health. And it's not about like a six pack. It's not about, um, you know, being 13% body fat or anything like that. It's, it's totally the opposite, really. It's more along the lines of, of being healthy. When you go and get your blood work done, uh, what is your LDL? What is your, you know, all of the things that actually contribute to a healthy heart and us being able to live as long as we possibly can, um, especially just kind of seeing how that was in my family. Um, and so then he created that business as well. And then it's funny, we have a joke because it's like, I'm the face that runs the place, but he's really like the brains that's making it all um, kind of happen. Uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. You're, you're reading more <laughs> books than I am at this rate. Like, what are you <laughs> oh doing? God, like that's... a book a month or something? <laughs> it's so crazy because that is one thing that I've always, you know, uh, I feel probably, or maybe it's just me, but every year, you know, you write down your goals or, um, what you want to accomplish and, and things of that nature and books and reading more was always on this list, but it was always like thrown on this list. Like you're writing this down because you, you want to do this, but you know that you're not really going to do this, um, type thing. And my husband is an avid reader. So during, because of COVID, I, all of a sudden I was like, okay, I need I'm doing this. So then I found, um, Jonathan was like, I bet you, you're going to really enjoy some James Patterson books. And I was like, oh, let me see. So sure enough, picked one up. I was like, Oh, I like this. And then just started reading. Was that the series? I think I saw a picture of like a clock you made. Was oh like yeah. 12 of mm -hmm. them or something to that effect. I, mm -hmm. I haven't well, read them. I, so have, I don't know. I have I have the books. You have a good memory. I have the books, but I can't take credit because that picture was from someone else. Oh, okay. I just thought it was cool because I happened to be reading all those same books as well. So I stole it from them and posted it. Cool. Um, I mean, let's talk more about your acting. I mean, hmm. was it like the first time getting in the ring? Cause you've, you've starred in, I mean, upcoming TV show that I'd definitely like to talk about and uh -huh. then um a movie i mean did you do work prior to that other than uh wrestling kind of related whether it be a spinoff or not so leading up to wwe i would get like little tiny roles like extra type roles like i was an extra in entourage i was an extra in csi miami csi new york like very very small they're not even roles because I had no lines. Um, Did you play a dead person on CSI? Or, <laughs> or I, like I, the girl <laughs> or like the girl that walks by, you know, oh. that was, that was me. Um, That's cool. And, though. 
<laughs> so that see, was like kind of see like, the inner workings of a big show. I mean, <laughs> totally. Um, and see what crafty was, and people will talk about what that is, um, and experience that. So I didn't really have any like acting experience until I got into WWE, and then um, once. I got into WWE. That's when you really start working on, on your acting skills because number one, it's a live show. So you, you, what you say, it's a go. Like there is no cut. Um, let me draw it back or let me adjust the lighting or let me, you know, I don't forgot my line. It's like you sink or you swim. So that's why I'm like so thankful that I started my career the way that I did with WWE first, because every single WWE superstar is a savage beast. You are on the road 290 days out of the year. Um, not only that, Jeez. but you are performing, which the it's like, you know, it's a, it's a soap opera. So that is scripted, but all the physicality that you see in the ring is real. You have to, you have to know how to, uh, you know, go through the ropes. You have to know how to do a suplex. You need to know how to do a clothesline. Obviously no one's trying to really hurt the other one, but you're making impact and you're doing that day after day, night after night. Um, and then you're, you have to be able to memorize your lines and then do a lot of the, the community work. And so WWE superstars by far hardest workers for sure out there, especially um, I don't feel like they get enough credit in, in the sense of like what they do on a, on a daily basis people, too. Yeah. People don't see behind the scenes. No. I, I and, and not only that, like finishing that. A Totally. And finishing a show at like, um, you finish a show at 11 PM and then you drive to the next city and you're, you know, we're in rental yeah. cars and driving to the next city. We're not in like these, uh, private planes or anything that people kind of like think that, that that's happening. It's not. You're like on, so you're like a music tour, except you no tour bus eat the hell out of each other without a tour. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And do it. Over memorized and over lines <laughs> totally so that's crazy that's when i really got you know my first kind of feel in the sense of uh, and we were filming for total divas at the time as well and yes. then um i got the opportunity to start auditioning for films and then i ended up getting my first film with uh it's on netflix now you can watch it's called inconceivable it's with nicholas cage faye dunaway gina gershon and nikki whelan um, and that was freaking amazing because, well, one, I had to get the approval. So, um, Vince McMahon, I absolutely love him and owe him literally him, Steph and triple H my entire career. Really? They gave a, they gambled on a, on a no name kid. They had no idea, um, who I was. I, I didn't come from a wrestling background. I had no wrestling experience and they still rolled the dice on me and I'm forever forever, forever grateful to, to all three of them. Um, so they gave me the approval to do this film and I had to dye my hair. That was the best business decision I ever made. And that was on accident. Me changing my hair color from black to, I was red in WWE. Um, because in, I'll get back on, I'm going on a tangent, but I'll get back to where I'm going. I was asked to dye my hair blonde because there's a lot of girls that had dark hair and they didn't want me to get mixed in with me not only being new, but people thinking that I was somebody else when it was the new girl. So they said, well, you dye your hair blonde. 
And when I got the phone call that I got the job, I didn't hear anything else except that I got the job and I was at my parents' house and I was just like, I will die, whatever. Like, yes, <laughs> fine. Just um, name a color. <laughs> doesn't matter. And uh, my first day on the job was actually at WrestleMania, which is insane to even think about too. Cause that's like the biggest show of the entire year. And that's my first day on the job, um, which is nuts. So that also added an extra little heat meaning, um, it created, it, it added to my char- heel character pretty quickly, but I was sitting in the salon chair um, while they were like pulling some color out of my hair. And I was like, oh my God, I was blonde in high school and it was not a good look at all. I was like, I can't do it. And so I was listening to Rihanna's uh, album loud at the time. And she had this like fire, crazy red hair. And I was like, take me Rihanna red. So that's the red hair story, which was the best at at the time I had no idea I was just doing it because I knew if I went blonde, I would be bald in like three weeks. Um, so I went it's red. A cool, it's a cool look. Like, <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, and then, I mean, so during the movie, did you have to dye your first movie? Did you have to dye your hair a different color? Yeah. Than red? Yes. So me getting the, my first film, um, I had a, diet black so i have black, black hair okay. in that film um and i had to drop like 15 pounds because i had a lot more like muscle on me um and that's why i'm like damn wwe really prepares you for anything that you want to do entertainment wise because if you can handle everything that you need to within wwe getting to a movie set is honestly cake obviously you have to do the work in the sense of prepare for your character know your lines um but once you are there and you know that solid, like ready to go, because I'm used to like one take done. So nail it, kill it, or you're not going to be used again here. They have to do multiple takes just because they have to get everyone different facials. So like you're doing the same scene so many times because like, for instance, if we were getting filmed right now, they would have the camera on me so that they could just see my face, my reactions. Then we would turn it around, flip it onto you doing the same exact dialogue. So yeah. that's where it is completely. Got to get, sh- get that shoulder in. Exactly. Get all the different angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, so, uh, was working with Nick Cage fun? Is, oh my God, is he was- hilarious or is he, he like, what, what is he like in person? Just out of curiosity. So he is super cool my experience with him was he was awesome i was like a sponge on that set because here i am this no-name kid alongside academy award winners you know i have nicholas cage i mean faye dunaway for pete's sake so anything any scenes that i was included with them i was just like trying to listen and soak up any knowledge (laughs) that they had um but also trying to play it cool too um and not show my cards too much but um Nick, when he first saw me, he was like, oh, I'm so happy. Finally, I'm getting to meet you. Um, will you hop on this call with my son? He's a huge WWE fan. I oh, was like, awesome. So you immediately hit it off. I was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is insane. This is Nicolas Cage, you know. Um, so he was super cool. Really nice guy um, to work with. And then my second film that just came out uh, in... October, I think it was October. Yeah. It was in it was in 2020. Uh Hard Kill was with Bruce Willis. So 
Um, that was another one that I had to be like, play it cool, play it cool. Because I mean, it's Bruce Willis, like for Pete's sake, I wanted to be like, I wanted to help him recreate and tell me the line, um, you know, from his movie Die Hard, but he was super cool too. And I was, you know, once again, really lucky, really grateful to, to be working alongside those guys. Also, I mean, you, 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 this seems like a trend, at least in my head is like, (laughs) they throw you in these big or you throw yourself in these big events and you keep nailing it. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing to not totally get uh, enamored with having to work with that type of actor, just, you know, without any real training within that field. It's pretty amazing. Thank Um, you. I mean, tell me more about paradise city Mm -hmm. because I mean, your two previous movies, everyone's probably seen them. Um, and this, I, I feel like, has even more potential. You're taking things up a notch, like with every next uh, attempt. This definitely feels like a giant TV show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I really I hope that it is um, because not only was it so fun to to film, but uh, the cast is awesome. I mean, once again, um, I hate using the word actually lucky because honestly, it's one of those things where it's like the opportunity meets the preparation and then end result. So that's kind yeah. of like what I feel like how everything has kind of happened is that I'm constantly trying to better myself and, and prepare myself as much as I possibly can to my best ability, whatever I can control. So this was another opportunity that opened up for me and I took it really seriously, auditioned for it. And, uh, in front of the, the director in front of like the yes men. So Ash and Lorenzo, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for them as well because they took a, they took a chance on, on, I'm not a known, like I had at the time only, I think one project under, under my belt. Um, and this cast is insane. You have, uh, Drea De Mateo, which is a rock star and just a badass. Um, you have uh boo boo stewart you have cameron boyce which he is such a beautiful kid that it is so sad that he passed away way too soon because he is so talented but what really blew my mind about him was just how level-headed and genuine and just a good kid it was it was really really like I'm really glad that I had that opportunity to work with someone like himself. Um, and then I play opposite of Bella Thorne. I'm her girlfriend slash manager. Um, it's all about basically trying to make it in the rock and roll scene in Hollywood. So it's music based, but also you get to see the the trials and tribulations, the struggle of kind of that devil angel of, you know, do you make a deal with the devil to, get everything that you so-called think that you want, or do you try to uh, do it your way, but you can sleep at night type kind of feel. Um, And there's so many different elements and it just like bobs and weaves and intertwines. Um, Olivia Coppola's in it, Brittany uh, Furlan's in it. Like there's so many, the the cast, Andy Black, uh, Juliet Sims. It's amazing cast. Um, Yeah. It's so cool because everyone is so diverse 
and different, but we're all coming together to film this project. And I just, I, I hope that everybody um, takes to it as much as I think that they will. Um, and it's definitely a whole nother character coming from myself and playing, um, which is fun also. And I got to kind of dive into just kind of a whole nother scene, another vibe to pull that character out. I call her shady Jade. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) it's, it's cool. And it drops on Amazon prime, uh, at the end, I believe March 25th, but don't quote me because, um, I don't know if they have that exact release date quite yet. So I don't want to say something. And then even if you have your release date, it's also, how Amazon releases 100% like exactly uh, so especially with the tv show all right will they all be released at the same time are you rolling them out one at one you know per week they're doing it they're gonna do it I believe from what I was told um it's going to be a week uh by week so there's eight episodes for season one um so it'll be one of those things where you tune in weekly to see uh, what's going on or what's happening for careful, careful uh, with the upload guys that can get sketchy uploading a TV show to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, um. seriously. I just hope though, like I love that you're so excited about it because I am too. And I really hope that, um, that everybody else is like ready to hear or ready to kind of watch Cause I don't think there's a show out there kind of like this right now. It's so. so well done. The cinematography, the music, the, the obviously like the cast is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I just have one or two other questions. Cause I know you have to run. I appreciate all oh, your yeah. time here. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited. Oh, it, and I'm actually, a minor filmmaker here. So. Oh, really? Very, very <laughs> minor. I am a novice beginner filmmaker uh so I'm like, when i I'm when like, i watch tell me that when I'm i watch like, the tv that. i'm like don't not tell me that because i'm gonna all of a sudden be like hey rob you're gonna come out and film one of my races i will i will <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no i'm i'm game seriously i think um put it on your youtube i'll do it for you um totally. what is it like working with bella thorne she hmm. is just fascinating human i mean truly like super talented writer actress i think director totally she does does it all pretty much by a singer um Mm -hmm. what is it like working with someone someone like that but then working i haven't seen the show yet i'm assuming very closely (laughs) yeah honestly it was it was scary because you never know how somebody's going to be right. So like, obviously regardless of how a person is, then you also have to work together because you're playing two different characters. You're playing two characters on the show and you hope that you get along and then you get to work together as well. Right. Um, and my first encounter was, I was super nervous because I wasn't sure. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what is she going to think of me? Because I don't have, nearly all these credits that she does you know super seasoned super talented super well known um and i'm playing her girlfriend as well as her manager so obviously uh 
I'm we're together, right? Um, and our first encounter, which was even crazier, was on set. So like I was hoping that I was gonna get to like meet her um before a little bit, just to like, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, you know, and kind of get those like jitterbugs out. Yeah. But it didn't it didn't work out that way. I think it was like a, a brief kind of like, oh hey. And then um our first scene was like we were in bed together. So that was Are you serious? Yes, that was definitely uh one of those things of like me trying to keep it cool and also being like step your game up right now and don't me- like don't mess up. Not you. You're not the one, you're prepared, you're ready to go. And then after that scene, then we got to chit chat and and uh kind of like shoot the shit and stuff and and she's super cool. Like and so talented because she is in se- like I always like to say that um because I was told so many times pick a lane, stay in your lane um because I always want to do so much, you know, because I love so much and I'm, I'm passionate about so many different things. So why, why can't I? Um, and I feel like that's kind of like what she, what she does as well. You know, you can't put her in a box. She's singing, she's dropping an album, she's directing, she's producing, she's an actress, she's writing a book. Um, so many different things she's doing it, you know, and I, I definitely love that quality and then being able to work with her uh was awesome because she is so good and I learned so much from her as well um and like everything you know I'm just super uh grateful to to be cast at that part I think it's a perfect way to end um trail runners there's no lanes on the trails um but no I really appreciate your time can't wait to check out your tv show Stay in touch, and and I can't wait to hear next race you have planned to whatever fifty k you pick, and then I know you'll be doing a fifty miler just because that's how you seem to do things. You just keep working up, and congrats on just all your success so far. And I know you're just beginning, so thanks for taking the time thank to join you. me. Oh my god, thank you! But before we go, I have to say because I know they are one of your sponsors, and you are so kind enough. I am wearing their socks. Exoskin, you you. Yes. What do you think so far? Let's hear. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. Um, I'm obsessed. And plus the color is like spot on. Um, (laughs) But I have a, I haven't tried the toe ones yet. So those will be my next ones, but I love these. They're awesome. Have you you run in them? I have. Okay. And And they're awesome. Is it weird when they don't smell? As weird as that sounds, of all well, things to ask you, I'm I know, but, asking if your yeah. feet smell, but um, that's that is a simple like technological part of the sock that just doesn't get credit, like the copper and and not smelling after you throw them in luggage and travel and everything. Yeah, um, you know what's crazy is I have not smelt them yet, so. The yeah. next, my next run, I will Test make it. sure that I smell my socks. As weird I, as that is. Yeah. And no, but that's huge because obviously when you're running that long of a distance, you're sweating. And I, I sweat like a, uh, no offense. I, I always say I sweat like a man. Like I sweat literally like a beast. I, people look at me like I'm what's, is she okay? Cause I sweat so much. Um, well, that's a big, with, 
blisters too. It they sure. put it into yarn. So all the fabrics and shirts have like this patented yarn that no one else can use. So yeah, when you wow. see the benefits, yeah, it's it's crazy um what they've created there. So thanks for the shout out on that. Oh my god, no, thank you. And thank you to them as well. Um I'm I'm excited about it because obviously as my ultra um kind of journey continues it's like you learn certain things of of just like the gear that you need and and stuff like that and so on and so forth so i'll be constantly kind of adding to my repertoire i guess you could say so just keep doing what you're doing and thanks for all your time awesome thank you so much i really really appreciate it and you are amazing and congratulations on everything that you have done and where you have started i totally i loved love loved your book because Thanks. i think the biggest thing for people is um they get discouraged or they think that they can't do something and you blew it out of the water times a million um going from like not even able to run a mile to completing a moab that's serious and that just says so much about who you are your discipline work ethic and and all that so it's very inspiring and i just wanted to say um congrats to to you and your family means a lot thank you so much for sure absolutely that was episode 160 i hope you guys enjoyed it big thank you to natalie for taking so much of her time again just really excited to see this upcoming tv show on amazon i think it's gonna be just a really great show so i'm excited for her and all the opportunities this tv show will open for her and i'm excited to see what she does in ultra running i know she's eyeing a few 50ks and has that 50 mile goal on her her horizon so don't be surprised at the next ultra that you race if you line up and look over and natalie's uh, racing right next to you so i'd like to thank the show sponsors exoskin's been an awesome supporter check out the show link notes um, for the best coupon code there big thank you to hammer nutrition big thank you to the patreon supporters Have a great week. Most importantly, don't forget to enjoy your training. See ya.